Hello, fellow fans to United We Fan Plus. I'm Mark, and with me is my co-host. I don't know why I was looking like eyes wide open there. I'm Mark, and with me is my exhilarating co-host, Brian. What up, Brian? Hey, everyone. That was really weird. I felt like that one Jets coach during the press conference where he was like this the whole time. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't forgotten that. But anyways, hi everyone, welcome, and don't forget that cool intro music is from Justin Dye. Check him out, he's all over streaming services, he's got a bunch of albums, and he can even compose some for you, so check him out. Hey, Dwayne. Dwayne's here, Katie's here, happy birthday, Katie. Katie, happy birthday, check out her podcast, a lot of fun. Yeah, pop in the popcorn. Ah, what a good title. I will admit after i saw that title i listened to her first episode while eating popcorn so i don't i don't know if she meant to have that effect but it worked on me uh hey here we go Feeling popcorn is overrated now is it like any popcorn or just plain popcorn or like you, you got to be more specific just like popcorn as even like a movie snack like the bucket is way too big I there's I will reach my limit of popcorn 20 minutes in. I I'm a I'm a fat kid for popcorn, so I can't really agree. I did discover something fun one time, Skittles with popcorn. So you know, like you grab some popcorn, grab some Skittle, nom, nom, nom. it reminds me of fruity pebbles. So I reached a new level of fat kid popcorn. I guess I can see that. I'm um, used to the M&Ms in the popcorn. Justin says, awesome bluey so shirt. Thank you so much. This was a gift for my children for Father's Day. It's his dad goals on it. So it works for me. Ethan is here, the wolf of Main Street. Hello, Ethan. How are you? You're welcome, Katie. Facebook user. We do have a guy up here. This could be she knows she's a Facebook user. I have a feeling I know who that is. But if you're here on Facebook and you've never been here before, there's a link in the uh, description of the video. It says streamyard.com slash Facebook. Click that so we can see who we're talking to. Katie says she loves popcorn. That's a good thing. She puts Reese's Pieces in Yay. it. So. Ooh, I got to try that. And for everyone, check out our recent United We Fan episodes where part one, part two of the Indiana Jones Epic Podcast Spectacular where Brian and I were joined by a good friend of the show, Matthew, who is still recovering. Um, unfortunately, after we recorded the episodes, he was in a car crash. He's okay. He's recovering. But he joined us to discuss the all four Indiana Jones films, the attractions, comic books, books, um, the music of it, and what we're hoping for in Indiana Jones 5. So check out both parts. A lot of fun, a lot of good clips, um, and I know Indy likes it if you have a ticket, but you don't need a ticket for it, so listen in. Rosemary says raisinets and popcorn even better. Man, I'm missing out on a whole other world. Reese's, though, and popcorn sounds so good. All right. Well, did you have popcorn? Yeah, you um, Luca... I didn't, maybe, maybe that's why I had the feelings I had because I didn't have comfort food while I watched. Hmm. Maybe. So it sounds like you didn't mm-hmm. like Luke. If you listen to our most recent part two of the Indiana Jones Epic podcast spectacular, you heard where we were. I think I was a little bit more positive than you were Mark, but again, neither of us considered it a top 10 Pixar film. Um, but let us know in the comments what you thought of, 
what you thought of Luca. Um, we know Mark over at This Diz Life really, really liked it. Several people really, really enjoyed it. For me, the the plot of the film just wasn't very deep. It, they, there wasn't a lot going on to fill the 100-minute runtime that it had. I know there's a lot of symbolism and, and stuff inside of that. I'm not I'm not talking down on on anything like that, but just as an entertainment vehicle itself, uh, Luca didn't uh, wasn't wasn't in my top ten for Pixar. My kids really really enjoyed it. They've rewatched it multiple times, so it's doing a, a good job there. I I I'm glad I saw it. It's a beautiful film. I watched the behind the scenes where they took trips to Italy to get the setting correct, and I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, but the movie overall. I watched it again to see how I felt maybe after a second viewing. And I, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I, like I said, I enjoyed it. It's just, oh man, it's a bottom 10, bottom 10 Pixar movie for me. So out of 23 films, I, I couldn't make, yeah. that's not bad. I mean, but you got to think about what Pixar's put out. It's like saying, Hey, you're in the bottom 10 of Marvel movies. Like that, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's about the same amount of films, too. That's a pretty good comparison. Justin says he liked it for the friendship and the adventure of it. Reminded him of a childhood friend that he had. Morgana's joining us as their five-year-old granddaughter really didn't care for it much either. I can see that. Like, my four-year-old didn't care much. My nine- and seven-year-old really, really liked it. But Mark Valentine's here. He heard his ears burning. Brian, what Pixar movies does your little one, like, the four-year-old, like, most? Cars 2. I'm trying to figure out. Okay. Figures. Yeah. <laughs> no, like cars. cars. A, a Bug's Life. A Bug's Life is a big one. She really likes A Bug's Life. Um, yeah. Toy Stories always, always did well. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no one said they didn't like it. <laughs> was it better than Onward? It was better than Onward for me, but Onward's in my bottom five i i didn't care for onward i thought it was extremely boring i if you were to be like mark hey do you want to watch luca or onward i'm gonna say onward yeah i think yeah. I, I i would pick luca mark says he loves it Dwayne's here thanks for joining us Dwayne. perfect hey, well, hey that's enough about what's in the past of disney plus mark let's get on to the good stuff yeah we do have Monsters at Work. That is the first thing coming out in July for Disney+. Plus. It was supposed to be July 2nd since they pushed all release dates on Disney+, Plus to Wednesdays. It's now going to be on Wednesday, July 7th. This Wednesday thing seems to stick, and I know you're a big fan of that. It lines up well with your weekend, so that's, that's nice. It's not ideal for me, but, I mean, it is what it is. So we do have Monsters at Work, and it's got quite the cast. We know that Billy Crystal and um, John Goodman are returning in their roles, uh, but we also have Mindy Kaling, Bonnie Hunt. She's a Pixar favorite. Um, Aisha Tyler, um, which I'm excited about. I'm a huge Whose Line Is Anyway fan, so that's going to be cool for me. Henry Winkler is also on the cast list, so the Fonz himself is also on the cast list for this show. So I'm, hey. I'm pretty excited I... I think it's a rich topic, rich storyline. I I feel like Brian, were you a fan of Monsters U? I enjoyed it, but I know some people forget about it when they're talking about Pixar movies. I don't remember where you had that one ranked. 
I had it. Go back I and listen. The pack. Let's. I mean, let's put it back up against Luca. It's probably right around there, like the 11, 12, 13, 14 range. Um, I didn't have the same college experience that Monsters You portrayed, but I think that's it. I think it really hit home for a lot of people. I like it, but it does seem to go on about 20 minutes longer than it should. I, I feel you on that. I definitely think it was guys who grew up watching Animal House, uh, Nerds, Revenge of the Nerds, and we're like, you know what? Let's let's do a kid's version of that. We can do it. Let's make Monsters, Inc. And that's what we got. I had a lot of fun. I, I do remember it when it first came out, everyone was like, oh, that's what we're getting for a prequel? Okay. They were surprised, but I dug it. I enjoy it. I think this storyline is going to be a great continuation. I think it's, I'm happy they're doing a TV show instead of a third movie, definitely. And I mean, I haven't had a bad Monsters, Inc. experience. I even like the laugh floor. The character meet and greets are a lot of fun. So, so far, Monsters, Inc. hasn't had a bad experience with me. I think that's part of my why I don't love Monsters U near as much as I do Monsters, Inc., just because I think the premise of it being a laugh factory now, I love the laugh floor. Um, and Mark Valentine, you can you can just keep your opinions to yourself on this one because the laugh floor is <laughs> awesome. Uh, but I, I, I love the laugh floor. I've never been that guy. I want to be that guy one day, even though I'm not like an attention monger. But um, I just think the premise of of comedy and everything makes for a good continuation. And I was bummed we went back in time to do a prequel with Monsters U. Um, but I mean, they, they built a good story around it. I liked it. Yeah, I even like Mike Wazowski's short where he has the brand new car. I even like that one. Shout out to that. Yeah, that one, that one is good. So, have either of you, I've never been that guy. Have you been that guy, Mark? I have. So, actually, yes and no. What does that mean? Well, um, the person next to me, the light shined on them, and they kind of like duck for cover, and I just slid <laughs> into the spotlight. <laughs> I, I I just slid into it. So. I was that guy who became that guy. Yeah. Nice. I've been that guy that had to buy churros for everyone. And then my Ooh. daughter was, I don't know, man, she was like a year and she was boo when they did the retelling of the movie. But that's the only th couple of times I've been on screen there. Have you been the rebel spy? Should I tell this story? I've told this story on United We Fan. So I one time yeah. I wrote that attraction. There was three of us on it. Three. Oh, I remember and this one now. Okay. There was an old senior couple in their 60s in the front row and then me in the back. And I still didn't get to be the rebel spy. Then it took me going to... Uh, ride the attraction and the cast member running Flight 1401 actually knew me and she picked me and even though I didn't ask for it, I basically asked for it. And I have been the rebel spy now on like my 90th yeah. time action, but I have been the rebel spy. Have you? I have, I, there was the longest time where it was the person in front of me, person next to me, person behind me. And I just gave up. Um, but then I got it. And then I went on it a couple more times within the past, within two months of that first time. And then I, I've gotten it three times. 
within two months. And I was like, what is happening? So everyone at home, would you rather be the rebel spy or that guy? I think that's a fun question. My son, he's nine and he's been the rebel spy. He counts. He's at eight or nine now. He's, he's, he's the rebel spy constantly. It works out pretty good for him. Ethan says he's been the rebel spy twice. Mark says it's cool that you stole that guy's thunder. So that's pretty awesome. Look, I didn't steal it. He kind of, <laughs> he gave it up. He, he, he gave up the spotlight and I, I just happened to hop in there. Well, uh, Disney plus is continuing another, uh, Beloved franchise, or it's not even really a franchise now. I suppose it's a franchise. Uh, yeah. and Hooch is getting a series reboot with Josh Peck. Is that his name? I think, yeah, he's from Drake and Josh. I know nothing about Drake and Josh. Um, but I do love that they recreated the original poster. Um, Hooch looks like a cool dog. Um, <laughs> we watched the trailer, Brian, we need to recreate this poster. I'm I'm the human called dibs. Okay, uh, <laughs> but we uh but we we both watched this trailer together and separately right before we came on here and I don't think either of us realized that he was playing Tom Hanks's son. Um I do know that Reginald Val Johnson is supposed to be in this show and he was nowhere to be found in the trailer. I hope they're not lying to me because I do need Carl Winslow anywhere I can have Carl Winslow. Yeah. Um, Turner and Hooch, I, I was surprised when I heard this one announced because I, I know this is kind of not highly thought of when you think of Tom Hanks movies. And oh, no. Yeah, this was a dark movie. I think if people went back and watched it, I'll, I put it up there with Tom Hanks movies of The Money Pit, The Burbs, and Turner and Hooch, three films that not many people talk about. And it, I, I honestly, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. Um, I, I'll probably check out an episode just to give it a shot, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Mark says it's too sad for him, which I mean, spoiler alert. If you watch the Tom Hanks version, um, it's not exactly, uh, nice to your emotions. Um, Katie says she's not too yeah. sure about either i mean i'll give it a chance i think i gave big yeah. shot a chance and i finished big shot um and i actually didn't mind that show i i liked a lot about big shot um mighty ducks game changers was fun um so there hasn't been something that i have yeah. not given a shot or that i yeah like i try to give everything at least a couple of chances um but this one again people are really excited about this guy i i i don't know anything about drake and josh were they on Disney Channel? I know the they... name. I feel like they, they were... were Nickelodeon. Man. Oh, I think they are. We man, we're that we're the old guys right now. We need yeah. hey younger viewers out there, get in there on this, please. So, well, I don't think it was Nick, because then we would have had it on our Nickelodeon show for United We Fan. I feel like. I don't think it was a '90s Maybe? show though. I think that's the thing too. Is like. Oh God! Drinking... Yeah, it was 2000s, right? So Katie says it's Nickelodeon. I feel like it's Nickelodeon as well. Um, well, you know okay. what? That's a good segue. Check out our Nickelodeon 90s episode on United We Fan if you're uh, curious what we thought was our favorite Nickelodeon show from the 90s. 
The guy who said Turner and Hooch was too sad also says Old Yeller. Real quick, let's step outside the Disney world and let's talk about this. Facebook user is asking us, what about the new Space Jam with LeBron James? I will absolutely watch it. I think it's going to not be super fantastic. Um, I love the original Space Jam. I have a Bill Murray Space Jam Toon Squad jersey. Um, I will absolutely venture out to the theater to see this Space Jam film, and I expect to be sorely disappointed. Uh, not to do that to LeBron James, but I've kind of done that with his whole career. Oh, whoa. He's just not Michael Jordan. Oh, uh, yeah. I know. Um, I, I'll go see it. I don't, I don't have high expectations. The, the preview still really reminds me of Ready Player One. I'm hoping it surprises me. I don't have any issues with LeBron James, um, so that doesn't impact me at all. So, but I just, my, my biggest hope is well, nobody's Michael Jordan. Like, <laughs> I mean, anyway, that's like he's not even playing the same type of basketball as Michael Jordan. But, anyways, I'm going to go to it, I'm going to watch it, and I just hope it has an awesome album like the first one did. So, yeah. And I think Facebook user Esther. So thank you, Esther, for that question. We're going to be talking a little bit more Space Jam on on United We Fan. Ethan says, what dog movie is nice to your emotions? I mean, I suppose that's fair. Sandlot's okay. Beethoven, the first one? Just the first one. Yeah, that's probably fair. Well, the second one wasn't bad. I dug the second one. Which one? Beethoven? (laughs) Is Coot. (laughs) <laughs> is Cujo an answer? Um, <laughs> dog movies. Man. Oh, um, man. Nope. That was an animated show. I almost said Clifford, the big red dog, but that was a TV show. Um, <laughs> that day if we animated the death of Clifford. No. <laughs> I, I, I feel like one's going to hit me randomly, some dog movie. Um, we'll be in the middle of we'll oh, be in the bolt's not bad. Ooh, bolt. I like bolt. I bolt. You know yeah. what did not age well yeah. was homeward bound. Homeward bound is awful now. Oh yeah. I loved it when I was a kid. Uh, I show my kids, it was rough. No pun intended. Anyway. Let's move on to something we are excited about. Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Use in theaters and on Disney Plus premiere access July 9th. I am going July 8th to Disney Springs at 5 o'clock to see Black Widow. I'm very, very excited about it. I hope to see you at that same theater that night, Mark. But just in case, you can catch it at 3 a.m. Eastern time when it premieres on Black – or on excuse me, on not on Black Friday, but on Black Widow Friday, <laughs> July 9th. Um, so there's, man, I'm super excited about Black Widow. I am going to catch it in the Dolby to have that theater experience, but I will not venture out to the theater my normal five or six times for an MCU film. I will catch most of my rewatches here on Disney Plus. You can order it, pre-order it now, so you have it available the day it comes out. I will be double dipping on this one, so I will buy the home version. Like you said, I missed out. I I failed you all. I. I failed you. I didn't get the Dolby screenings. That's definitely, 
I definitely want it to be seen for the first time by me in theaters. So I'm waiting for showtimes to open up more. If not, I'll go see it the next night. I don't care. But that will be how I see it the first time. And then, yeah, probably similar to you, repeat viewings. If the first time isn't in Dolby, which I love the Dolby Theater. Love it, love it, love it. But I will be seeing it at some point there, even if it's like a week later. So, oh, Cruella was good, too. I do want to go back. Jared, I think, might have won the dog movie uh, emotions game when he says John Wick. He got the payback. <laughs> oh, my God. John Wick. Man, I have to fast forward over that part every time. What? The very Beverly beginning? Chihuahua. <laughs> With what happens to the dog? Well, yeah. I mean, I know. I understand. I understand. I understand. I haven't watched John Wick enough. Mark says he's so getting good. from and seeing Black Widow in theaters. Uh, I think that that seems to be the consensus among among most of it. Um, Black Widow uh, drops on July 9th, so it does come out on Disney Plus Premier Access at the same time as everything else, so 3 a.m. Eastern, tw- midnight Pacific on July 9th. So I will have already seen it by that yep. point. I'm kind of excited about that. But... We will be talking about Black Widow on Earth's Mightiest Weirdos, still to be determined exactly how we're going to do that. We've talked about doing it as a podcast only. Um, I'm actually on vacation that same weekend that it drops, so we're trying to figure out exactly how we're going to do it, but we're going to get to it sooner rather than later. Um, Mark went for the really bad one since she already dropped. That's awful. Um, So speaking of Natasha Romanoff, let's get to... I just love that graphic. I so much fun. There's times where there's times where I just want to say rush more, but the game where I'll get penalized if I think rush more. We want to talk about get penalized if I just keep saying rush more. Yeah, that's fair. We want to talk about our Mount Rushmore of Natasha Romanoff moments. So, Mark, are you ready to go, or would you like me to go with your top four Natasha Romanoff moments? I, I'll let you go because I feel like you're going to give more of the crowd favorites and I'm going to do really cheesy, corny ones that everyone's going to just be like, oh, okay, all right. So yeah, uh, you give the crowd what they want. Let's hear it. Okay, so um, an honorable mention to her and happy John Favreau in the boxing ring in Iron Man 2. Her introduction is Natalie Rushman. Uh, that is a great one. I do not have in my Mount Rushmore. Number one in my Mount Rushmore is her introduction in the Avengers when she is tied to that chair and Coulson calls her on the phone and he just sits there and waits for her to get off the phone uh, or to finish beating up the guy so he can have the conversation to go get Bruce Banner. Um, my number two would have to be in there's two actually from captain america the winter soldier the first one would be when she's fighting the winter soldier uh and she uses the phone as the distraction and just everything she watches the shadows and just all of that entire fight scene is really really cool three is her interactions with steve rogers in that film just basically treating Steve like a human being that nobody else does kind of mocking him. Was that your first kiss since 1945? Um, We also get 
my favorite line from Captain America, the Winter Soldier, when they're in the Apple store and, oh, you guys are basically twins. And the guy's like, no, 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 no. And he pats Chris Evans on the chest. He's like, specimen. I love that one so much. And then uh, fourth, it has to be her her sacrifice in Avengers Endgame to do what she has to do to literally grant, uh, obtain the Soul Stone and save the entire world while still getting to return Clint Barton to his wife and, and children. So that's number four for me. I, I'm i going to go with Iron Man 2, our first, our first encounter of seeing her kick butt where she's going down the hallway, and poor Happy, he took on the first guy, and it took him the whole time to take out that one guy, but here's Natasha <laughs> kicking the whole hallway. So that's number one. We should number see that hallway in Black Widow, because it looks like Taskmaster is analyzing her, her fighting ability in that hallway scene, so... That'll be fun. Number two, I liked where she pulls up and she asks, does anyone know where the Smithsonian, or Smithsonian, what is it? I have a fossil to pick up. So I like that little joke. Yep. Three, I... I really liked... I, I know it's a darker moment from Age of Ultron, Hers and Mark Ruffalo's scene about how how damaged they both are. I thought that scene was really great between them. I know a lot of people don't like that romance that was brought up and then forgotten. I'm okay with it. I liked it. So, and then I think next up I'll have to go with Endgame. But... Oh man. Oh, I was going to go with one from earlier end game, but you know what? Her sacrifice scene, I have to go with that for number four. So not to, not to go too creed on it, but her sacrifice was so good. So. Oh man. Mark says, who Mark. is Taskmaster? I will tell you that it is not Clint Barton, Mark. I'm sorry to tell you. And it's not Mephesto if he's still. It is no. not a it's right. also not a Loki variant. It's yeah, yeah. I've seen that out there. It's not a Loki variant, but we are in the uh, Mount Rushmore move, Mark. Let's oh. just keep going. All right. So for this one, it's random but it's really not random because where it's timed up so for everyone playing at home what it is brian's a really smart guy and sometimes i like to make him work so i ask him a random rushmore usually it's off topic but in this case it definitely relates to it. it's marvel related and since we are doing united we fan plus which is disney themed it's going to always be disney themed so brian you're in avengers campus right now give me the top four things that you are gonna buy Top four things I'm going to buy. Yeah, it can be food, drink, merchandise. I'm going to buy a spider bot. I'm going to buy the web slingers that will help with that attraction. I will buy every single exclusive Funko. Yeah. And the final thing I will buy, let's go with the $100 Pamini sandwich. What is it? It Even feeds eight, I think. Feeds eight people. Yeah. 
So yeah. honestly, like when you say it's a hundred bucks, everybody freaks out. And then like when you break it down by person, that's actually about as cheap as you can, as you can get that sandwich looks amazing. Again, if you'd listen to United We Fan or if you know me personally, you know I would take off more than half of the uh, of the toppings on the sandwich anyway. But regardless, I think you just got to buy a hundred dollar sandwich to say you did it. Yeah, I I won't. I say it now. I don't think I'm going to get the Spider Bot, but maybe that could be like the fifth thing I buy. Um, Definitely the Spider-Man Funko, the exclusive one. The Iron Man one, if I'm in the mood and I need to complete the set, who knows, maybe. But definitely the Spider-Man Funko. I want to get the Spider-Man goggles, the ones that light up. I've seen a couple of videos of them from Disneyland. I want to get the web shooters, so three there. And then, you know, I'm a self-proclaimed fatty. So, man, <laughs> I... That, the uh, no, I I love shawarma. Don't get me wrong, but the one chicken sandwich where the chicken was bigger and the bun wasn't proportioned or whatever, I think I'll go with that one. So yeah, yeah those will be the, my um, size ring in it. The that's amazing, so cool. So that'll probably be the four things I get at Avengers Campus. Nice. Yeah. That worked. Random but- Rushmore. We were on the topic of Black Widow, and there was news this week that Scarlett Johansson is set to star in a movie based on The Tower of Terror, which is written by Toy Story 4 director and Inside Out writer Josh Cooley. Um, So this guy's got a lot of Pixar under his belt, but he's writing a Tower of Terror film. Um, I I mean, I suppose it's going to replace the Steve Gutenberg, Kirsten Dunst one as much as uh, that is a guilty pleasure of mine. That is not on Disney Plus, and I feel like it should be. It's on YouTube. What? <laughs> or you can I'm buy not, it for $14 at the Tower of Terror gift shop. That's the cheapest thing in the Tower of Terror gift shop. I feel like most of it's like framed art that f- creeps me out. No offense to the artist. Yeah, I think that's what they were going for, though. That's fair. Yeah. But are you excited about the Scarlett yeah. Johansson Tower of Terror movie? I wonder how they got the rights to it because, I mean, it's. Twilight Zone something. I mean, I know it's an original story for the attraction, so I guess that's how. Yeah. I... Well, that's just it. Does it say Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, or does it just say it just Tower of Terror? Tower. They do... It just says Tower of Terror, yeah. So it's a fun little workaround. I, I'm excited for it. I think that Scarlett Johansson's in it. I, I think it gives the movie another level that you can take this one seriously, as opposed to Haunted Mansion or the original Tower of Terror movie, but oh man, Mark, oh, oh put him in timeout um, again, but on an elevator, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be good. I just I think it'll be PG thirteen, so I think they are going to put a little fear into it, a little suspense. I don't think it's going to be extremely like or full straight up family friendly. I think it'll be PG thirteen fun. Katie says uh, that she loves the old Tower of Terror movie. I love good old Steve Gutenberg, so I'm good with that. Watch the Big Green that really that recently hit uh, hit Disney Plus. Um, so good. Says Dwayne's going to be over the hill on July 3rd. Happy 50th birthday, Dwayne! So Katie says Ooh, she'll watch just like there. Disney watch as well. Disney's got that yeah. tendency to to 
base some attractions. Anything that's not IP related in the parks now seems to be becoming IP related. No better example than Jungle Cruise, which also debuts in theaters and on Disney Plus Premier Access on Friday, July 30th next month. So, Mark, I thought this was going to spark a fun conversation that I would love to get into. First and foremost, what are your thoughts on Jungle Cruise? If you did not listen to our Indian Indiana Jones episode, we have decided that unless we tell you otherwise, then The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, is starring in every single film that we are ever discussing. And if he's not in it, we'll let you know. And even check out his TV show um, on NBC. Yep. Brian, thank you for recommending that one. That was another winner. Check it out. It's hilarious. I loved it. Um, Jungle Cruise to me looks like a hodgepodge of other Disney movies that we've already seen. So I'm a little skeptical. I trust in The Rock. I trust in my crush. Oh, there she is. Emily Blunt. Hello. So I trust in them. I love the poster artwork. I'm excited to see what changes are brought to the ride because of the movie. I think it'll be a movie that should be seen in theaters. I won't be doing the premiere access for it. I'll probably see it one time in theaters and then wait for it to be free. But I'm a little skeptical. I'm hoping it surprises me. Yeah, I, I'm not expecting a ton from this movie, and which is surprising considering the amount of quality actors that are in this movie um i mean we have emily bunt and we have dwayne the rock johnson but there's a whole nother list of that poster is really really cool like you get shades of an indiana jones poster coming out of this too like paul giamatti and and other people that are in this movie i think it's going to be it should be good um i'm coming into it with low expectations I will probably put my amc a list to the use to check this one out before i drop the 30 dollars on premiere access um, but if I watch it in theaters, it seems like the family's going to like it. I'll probably give it a chance. I still have not gotten around to Cruella. I know that disappoints a lot of people, but I just, I couldn't get over my bias so much. I was not looking forward to that movie. So, so good. I could have seen it. I could have seen it the next day again. I enjoyed it so much. Jared says he has high hopes after he had high hopes after the teaser trailer, but then the actual trailer kind of killed it for him. I do love that they went for the backside of that immediately in the teaser trailer i need the backside of water joke so that is fine for me yes it does mark i agree i some previews do that shang chi the teaser trailer pumped me up the newest trailer it kind of watered me down a little bit yeah i'm i'm excited for shang chi and we're shang chi and we're going to talk a lot more about the shang chi trailer tomorrow um on earth's mightiest weirdos tomorrow yeah. night at 8 30 so definitely give us a listen there we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about the shang chi trailer and the amount of information that was packed inside of those two and a half minutes um, before we talk about this latest episode of of loki as well so Esther says she only likes Dwayne The Rock Johnson on the Fast and the Furious franchise. We have said multiple times on United We Fan that United We Fan is not your one-stop shop for the Fast franchise. Some people really like the new one that's coming out, but yeah. Mark says the last trailer on Tuesday to check it out. Are you going to see F9 on Tuesday? Uh, Mark. I'm this close to going to see on the IMAX just so I can see the Jurassic World trailer. Mark, you beat me to that joke by two seconds. Brian gave his shout out for Earth Mightiest Weirdos and took my little window to make that joke, but bravo. 
Um, I I do want to see it at IMAX for the Jurassic World trailer, but then I don't. Man, it's going to sound really selfish or really mean. I don't want to give my money to Fast and Furious. Um, the IMAX money, I think I'll just, I'm good with seeing it in Dolby at AMC. Man, AMC, we, Brian and I love you and AMC, A-List and Dolby. So just so you know, we're giving you lots of loving and shout outs. But Brian, did you see that Fast and Furious, it is off topic, uh, is a top five movie franchise. Is it? Is it even in your top 20? Yeah, are there even 20 movie franchises? I mean, it almost has to be top 20. It is not a top five movie franchise for me. I mean, we could start breaking down uh, movie Let's. I mean, sure, it, it can be in the top 20. I'll put it there. It is absolutely not top five. Uh, I mean, you have Star Wars, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Lord of the Rings, Toy Story. That would absolutely still call it. But even Pixar in general, Indiana Jones, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. that's Tur- just it. You can go into the the horror franchises alone will give you up to 20. So it can be done. Okay. But like, yeah, Halloween. Yeah. I'm top 20. I mean, sure. But it's not a top five franchise, but from a revenue standpoint, I know it makes a ton of money. I just don't understand why it's not my thing. And it is plenty of other people's thing and that's just fine. Yep. That's fine. We're glad you're part of the family, the family room. (laughs) Mark says we need to do a top a horrible franchise list. <sighs> I I did a poll on that, I think, two years ago. I'd have to look up the results of that one. But I, I feel like it came down to Star Wars and Marvel, probably. As it rightfully should. But when we were talking about Jungle Cruise getting an attraction... It made me think, Mark. Oh, you forgot Harry Potter. Wow. Sorry. Borderline top five. Um, What attractions do you want to see adapted into a movie? Now, this would not qualify if, say, like Tomorrowland Speedway, you want it rethemed into something like Sugar Rush from Wreck-It Ralph. Like, it's not retheming an attraction to an IP. It's taking an existing attraction and then building a film off of it like they did with Pirates of the Caribbean and then adding Jack Sparrow and what they're probably going to do with Jungle Cruise. Is there any films in the Disney parks, or excuse me, any attractions non-IP related in the Disney parks you'd like to see adapted into a film? I I would like the long-awaited Haunted Mansion reimagining film. I know it's been through several hands. My off-the-wall one the Muppets are doing is... It. Muppets. Uh, my off the wall one would be Figment. I wouldn't mind if I know. I, I I just I feel like Figment is a huge character, who the attraction really doesn't justify the popularity popularity of the character. So I wouldn't mind a movie maybe somewhat like Alvin and the Chipmunks, where you have the CGI Figment interacting with a real life person. I don't want it to be an animated movie, but I feel like a a figment and you could even pull at the heartstrings of imaginations dying. Everyone's relying on um, technology and electronics to take away that figments here to reignite your imagination, you know, something. Derek says they could adapt the figment and Dreamfinder comic. That wouldn't be horrible. That's I'm not so sure good. 
comic, but I I read it. It was great. He's kind of the fast yeah. fast series, so. Yeah, Figment was a good comic book. Check it out if you can. It's a little hard to come by now, but um, yeah, check out the Figment ones. That'd be a good starting point. I don't. If it had been made in the '90s, I feel like Robin Williams would have been a perfect dream finder. I I don't want to go that deep into like fantasy casting or dream casting, but yeah. If you like Figment. dream casting? Check out this week's episode of Babu's freaking podcast, where we dream cast the entire team of Star Wars Rebels. That was a lot of fun. Sorry, selfless plug there. <laughs> it's good. Jared's got a good idea. Uh, of- the carousel of progress into a time travel movie uh i hope that's an episode yeah. of Loki. mark says we need a horror film based upon the small world where you're stuck in the final room where the song loops constantly and you can't get off the boat um that's fair i tell you what r- read the first kingdom keepers book where the animatronics from small world come alive that was a that was a terrifying scene there was discussions that Kevin Smith was working with Disney Plus on a Kingdom Keepers series, and that just died. And I would love yep. if it's true. I can understand why yep. Disney might not want to go a little bit into too much of it, just because the theme parks are have the image that they have. But a Kingdom Keepers series would be super, super fun. Yep, I'd watch it. Yeah, I would. I would absolutely watch that. Well, I I kind of cheated a little bit, but I have one attraction other than I do know that there was a big thunder mountain television series that they were going to put on ABC, like in like 2010 or 12 or something like that, but it never got out of the pilot phase. Um, but I think you could do something cool with big thunder mountain. Um, I, I think that's a given, but mine honestly is I want a full length feature film based upon Mickey's Philhar magic and traveling through the multiverse of Donald Duck chasing Mickey Mouse's magical sorcerer hat. I think traveling through the Disney multiverse would be a lot of fun with Donald Duck. So I know that that's cheating a little bit because that attraction is IP based, but I think that doing something like that would actually be a lot of fun. Do you have any thoughts on that? I'd watch it. Um, All right. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think if that is something that could be expanded, and it wouldn't. I. I. I don't want it to end up being like how television shows do the clip episodes, where like, oh, remember this time, and then we go to a clip. So I. I don't want the movie to just be a homage clip. I mean, the Avengers did it with Endgame very well with time traveling to different scenes. So Donald could maybe learn something from the Avengers about how to plug into different scenes. I do love the smells. So it's going to be kind of disappointing if the smells aren't with the movie. Especially when you get that, like, cherry. Yeah. Or the cherry pie. Jared likes it and Katie likes it. So I'm on to something. Derek says he wants a Tiki Room movie starring Chris Chris Pratt. He gets lost in the jungle and finds a place where the birds sing and the flowers croon. <laughs> Why does it have that to be Christmas? Was, I know. Any, that was actually... Guy. <laughs> Under new management. The Tiki Birds was originally going to be my answer. Is, um, I didn't think of it as a live-action movie. 
I now thinking about it as an animated movie, some people might compare it too much to that movie Rio, so maybe not animated. Tiki Birds could be fun. Man, people are loving your um Phil Har Magic idea though. I man, I thought Figment was gonna get some more loving with how much merchandise is sold for that. Yeah, yeah, that tiki room. Again, I don't know why it has to be Chris Pratt, but he does seem very specific to this. Mark Valentine brings up a good one that I definitely considered. We certainly need an Everest ride. There is so much more theming work that could be done on that one. Um, absolutely. I I would agree with that. I think they could build a really cool story out of, out of Everest. I do wish, well, if I'm wishing for stuff, I might as well just wish for the Indiana Jones attraction, but I wish that Countdown to Extinction or what is now called Dinosaur had a better IP to go with it. Most people don't even know the dinosaur film exists. I wish we could base that off of something a little bit more exciting, or if we could just go back to Countdown to Extinction presented by McDonald's again. That was where it was at. I I know. I'm surprised we don't have a straight-to-Disney-plus release of Cars Test Track. I, I think that could maybe be a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, they have Cars Test Track out at disneyland already no 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 no. but a movie based on test track but of course using the world of cars oh yeah hmm. interesting mm-hmm. presented by chevrolet ka-chow yeah wow ka-chow <laughs> wow. wow interesting wow they're not uh, even gonna say that in the show breaking news everyone the director said owen wilson will not be saying wow at all in well, loki is it just a lie? Tiki birds could make a fun movie, honestly, make fun or make them fun. I mean, that, that Tiki one, especially with the like Tiki gods, that's a good idea. I'm all for what they did with the Tomorrowland movie, except for making the Tomorrowland movie because it wasn't good, but putting like Space Mountain in the background was kind of a cool idea. I would love to do something like that with spaceship earth. I don't want a spaceship earth movie, but doing something like that, I think would be, would be kind of cool. I liked Tomorrowland, but I think they definitely went a little too philosophical for the audience that they were going for. So. Yeah. Derek, if they make an Everest movie. It has to include a disco sequence. Uh, Jared says the film would break uh halfway through and we would watch the same frame for another half an hour if they did everest (laughs) Uh, i as long as at some point the yeti is behind a curtain in the everest movie that's all i need i i still think we need a piano rob rock and roller coaster movie maybe robin roller coaster robin roller coaster all right, I have one more attraction that I want to finish up talking about. Do you have any more before we wrap it up? I I remember as a kid, I wish there was a ride based on the Norway attraction, uh, Maelstrom. Disappeared. I thought that would have been a lot of fun. I know. I thought that would have been a lot of fun. I thought of the old Ewok movies, I think, when I was brainstorming it. Yeah. Mark said, let's get a movie based on oh. Flight of Pat. Never mind. <laughs> Esther doesn't want Shots us to fired. mess with George Clooney. We're not messing with George Clooney. It's just not a good movie. I love Disney, George Clooney. 
If you are listening, thank you for listening. Thank you for bringing back Happily Ever After this week. We are getting fireworks back in the Orlando area. Very, very exciting. If you're listening, it's an empty space right now. Do whatever you need to do to bring back the extraterrestrial alien encounter and give me a movie based on the extraterrestrial alien encounter. Yes. That yes, would so, so much fun. I I want them to, but I don't because that movie needs to be rated R. It needs to be heavily inspired by the Alien franchise. Touchstone could picture. Could they do a PG thirteen? Yeah, they could do I. They could do a PG thirteen movie. We've seen them push the envelope before, but um, oh, Jared, good call. Um, but I I think that's a franchise with the what is it in excess? It's not the band. Um, but I think you could make a franchise out of it. So. Derek says he wants a Star Wars movie that features Batu in depth. I don't know if we'll ever get it. We got just a little bit in Star Wars Resistance, the cartoon, but I think the entire point of making Batu the way they did is to not feature it. Now, whether that's the right decision or not, I don't know. Um, but it would be, I don't know. I mean, we're still. I'm still waiting for The Rock to star in the film adaptation of Living with the Land. I could see that. Maybe a sequel to The Jungle Cruise. The Rock <laughs> leaves the jungle and goes to the land to live with the land. Maybe go after a cucumber. Oh, <laughs> stay in the boats, friends. Stay in the boats. Well, that does. I think that's it for me. If you have anything else, but I think that wraps us up for United We Fan Plus this week. I was trying to be cheeky and like maybe there's a restaurant. To the, I did beat Mark and Jared to the uh, cucumber joke. I maybe the Dole Whip story. I don't know. I feel like that's popular. I don't know. The story of the yeah. Dole Whip, just some grandma in her kitchen <laughs> the recipe. It'd be a yummy experience. So, I mean, I, I'll, we already did that for my hot take that I'm not a fan of Dole Whip. I think it's a little overrated. So, feeling yeah. Actually, I have another hot take. Hit it again. Feeling I am not a fan of the castle decorations. The 50th anniversary one? Yeah, like the the ribbons on it, the paint job with like at first I didn't mind the paint job, but just as a whole, it is it better than the birthday cake? Yes, but yeah. Oh, bring back the birthday it's cake. It's gonna take some time. Oh god, the Pepto cake. <laughs> Don't I need to grow on me. I was I was a kid and I loved it. Perfect. Well let's uh let's wrap it up then. Wrap it up. Yeah. Well, everyone, we hope you enjoyed. Sorry. Oh, I was like, how good. Yeah, we hope everyone enjoyed United We Fan Plus. Please check us out at United We Fan, the podcast. This will be on there for your listening pleasure. Give us a rate, review, subscribe, whatever you can so that we can unite with more fans out there. Um, me, I'm not. I'm sorry. The whip is. I, I don't get it. I'll happily get the uh, pineapple upside down cake instead of the 
Dole Whip. But I'll even get the lava one, the I Lava You drink. That that dessert, I'll get that one over it. But yeah, um, but yeah, thank you all for you tuning in for us. We'll be back next month talking about all of Loki, um, Black Widow. We'll definitely get to that beforehand. But if you want to talk to us live about it, we'll be here live. Marvel Studios What If should be coming out in August as well. Ooh, yeah. Maybe Miss Minutes so, steps in creates an entire cartoon world and gives us what if. Ooh. Hey, y'all. Well, and who wouldn't watch it? I'd watch it. And, of course, coming up the 4th of July, everyone have fun. If you're going to go watch the new Magic Kingdom fireworks, enjoy it. They're going to be epic. So, But have a good 4th of July. And Mark says... Can't wait for the Ted Lasso episode. I think that might be because our one of our upcoming episodes of United We Fan, maybe the next one, depending on how the summer schedules go, is Ted Lasso featuring Mark Valentine himself. So well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining so us next month. This Diz Life Network is brought to you by Enchanting Escapes by Lori. Lori is here to help you plan your next getaway and create memories that will last a lifetime. No matter where you want to go, if that's Disney, Universal, Sandals, or another amazing destination, Lori can help you get there. Leave the details to Lori and enjoy the beauty of your destination without the hassle of the planning. Lori's services are at no additional charge. So head over to Enchanting Escapes by Lori and get a free quote while taking advantage of some of the amazing features of the website. Resort walking tours, blogs, free downloads, and Magic Maker recipe videos to keep the magic alive throughout the year. Mention promo code ThisDizLife for an extra dose of magic and start planning your dream vacation today at www.EnchantingEscapesByLori.com.